Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Owning Her Health. We are at episode 29 and today is is really, um, this is a special one. This is about owning our health even when it's failing us. And, and my guest today is a personal and professional colleague. She um, is someone who is exemplifying what she named her company at one point, which was um, Creative Life by Design. And her name is Beth Bedore. Now, Beth's story is one of being at a point where she, you know, she knew she had some illness with her kidneys, um, but she was just recently told that we're at the um, end of the line with them. And they're at 8%. And um, I know people who are listening to this who might be more clinical have this one image in their head. And the reason I loved having her on this show is because she's not living like that at all. And a lot of it has to do with her mindset and the mindset that she brought through her whole story and um, in dealing with a lot of different things in, in life. And um, we're probably going to end up having her on again. Um, God willing with uh, time and her health and everything like that. But like right now, this woman is is decidingly different, decidingly different in the authentic person she is normally. She's part artist, part physical therapist, um, you know, mom, um, went through divorce, went through all the normal things women, women do. But she, now she's dealing with the fact she'd like to have her life by design and, and decided not to do dialysis and decided to do things a different way and how she's living it. So, you know, this particular episode, I think, is important for us to understand looking to our sisters for strength and not always just looking down or saying, oh, sorry, you're sick and, and being you know, being in a place where replacing them as the victim, because Beth's story, and as you'll see in, in how she expresses it, is very much not that at all, and not wanting to be the victim in being ill. And I think this is such an important um, aspect of dealing with our own health and, and disease. And I know we've got, you know, the pink ribbons and the blue ribbons and the purple ribbons, and, and I'm not belittling any of that. But here's the thing. We need to be in a place to heal and if you're a fan of Louise Hay, you know, you understand that concept of what is in the mind is going to happen in the body. Um, we need to be in a place of, of just deciding, you know, how we're going to live despite the illnesses. And, and I think that Beth's, Beth's way of dealing with the fact, um, you know, that our kidneys are failing and, and what that life is going to look like now with the decisions she's making and how she's living it up to the fullest with that is really inspirational. So I really invite you to listen in on, on this goddess chat. And when you do, give us a comment and what you think about that. She's, you know, really taking the bull by the horns here and wants to leave a legacy. So I appreciate that if you join in the conversation. This episode of Owning Her Health is on right now. Welcome to this episode of Owning Her Health with your host, Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. 
Join Lisa as she starts the conversation on what it really takes to become a healthy, wealthy, and whole CEO of your life. Listen in to Real Talk by Real Lady Leaders in all walks of life as they open up on personal health stories, wealth, career, and feminine abundant living. Learn how to grow by owning your body, expanding your mind, and aligning your soul with the purpose only you can pursue in this world. Happiness begins with owning her health right now. Okay, welcome everyone to another wonderful episode of Owning Her Health. And as I said in the intro, I have a personal friend and a professional colleague here today with you. Her name is Beth Bedor, and she is a fellow physical therapist. She works with women's health, has had experience on a couple of different um, uses of physical therapy, most recently with nursing home. I know she's had hospital practice and she can she can explain a little bit more of her background as a clinician, but I have her on today because she is definitely representing owning her health through a, a, a couple of health challenges, but her most recent one has placed her in the position to having to change her life and change her views on really getting the most out of her life, living her life by her own design and living it to the fullest. So I'll have her explain a little bit um, what who she is and, and what she's doing and, and how she's owning her health. Um, so Beth, welcome so much for being, thank you so much and welcome for being on Owning Her Health today. Why don't you explain a little bit who you are and how you're living your life right now and what's going on, what you'd like to share. That's great, Lizette. My name is Beth Bedore, and by trade, I'm a physical therapist. I have um, many life skills behind me. And um, right now in November, I went to the doctor and unbeknownst to me, I was an end-stage renal disease. I had known that I had polycystic kidneys since I gave the birth of my first child approximately 21 years ago. And um, when I went to the doctor, he said, Beth, he said, I don't think you realize this, but your kidneys are really failing and you need to make some decisions today what you're going to do. What does the rest of your life look like? Are you going to decide to do dialysis? Are you looking for a kidney transplant? Um, these are some of your options at this point in time. So I had been working up to this point, and I didn't even realize that I was that sick. I knew I had some different disease processes going on, but I did not realize that it had advanced to that stage. So since November, I've been um, working through some transitions and deciding how I want my life to look right now. And what I've decided is I'm moving into, which I've always kind of been at, is a very passionate life, creating the life that um, I desire as my email and some of my past experiences have created creative life by design has been a work in progress over the years. And um, I've just been really enjoying my life and creating the life that I want to at this point in time. I am outside of the typical box of what a typical, I think, American woman would do. They would go directly to dialysis and um, look to get a kidney transplant. And because I've worked at a long-term care setting for the last couple of years, 
amongst other things. Uh, I see that end stage with renal disease and dialysis is not good quality of life. So I haven't seen a lot of quality with dialysis. However, I understand that a lot of people still have a good quality. So at this point in time, the doctors since July told me my kidneys were at 8% and I have been on disability through my employer since mid-August and now I am following my path of what I believe my life should truly look like. I believe that it's mind, body, spirit and it's more alternative in conjunction with Western medicine together that can bring our health. So that's where I'm at at this point in time, Lizette. Great. Um, Beth, you know, thank you so much for sharing that, you know, warrior goddess story because like you said, yeah, there, there'd be a lot of fear there. There'd be a lot of what does everyone else do? And, and you kind of really were really, I think, authentic. I know you guys, um, can't see Beth, but you know, she's, she's not, she, she's, she's more of the artist. I, I, I relate to her because I feel many times I'm the artist sort of robed in these scientific uh, clothes so that I can relate and, and understand and bridge that for people in medicine because it's an art uh, and a science. And um, I think Beth just kind of brought that into her her story right now, which is, and, and I want all you guys to understand that, you know, what does that mean to you right now when she's saying she's at, what, what is your present kin, kidney function, Beth? Um, when I went in July, it was 8% according yeah. to the doctors. My, <laughs> my creatine is 6.5, if people understand what that means. And my um, GFR, it was at um, 8%. Yeah. So like for those of you who are maybe more clinical listening in, you might be saying, oh my God, you have this picture. Well, let me tell you, that's not what Beth's living. And I, and I attribute a lot of that to the fact, you know, I've gotten to know her professionally, personally, professionally, both on the some business talk, also in some coaching talk and, and just, you know, attending classes as fellow colleagues and things. And, 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 and I think it's a lot of what she went into this. And I think it goes to show you how we can't just react to our life with health practices or mind, body, spirit work. We need to be instilling this from young, we need to be showing, you know, the the other women who are watching us, walking behind us in the path, as well as the women that came before us that might have had a different cultural time, a, a lot of different um, influences, and in what was the social norm that they can start today as well. So what I'm hearing, Beth, is that you you went into this with maybe thinking, you know, creative life by design, that sounds like I know that was, you know, your business intention, that you had a mindset that, you know, either I'm going to be my own walking billboard or not. Is that true? Yes, definitely. I'm here to do a lot of education at this point in time in my life to give people opportunities to know that it doesn't have to be what the typical Western doctor would say, at this point in time, this is what you need to do. Everybody is responsible for their own life and their own health. 
and they can choose what direction they want to go. And if they choose one direction and it doesn't feel authentic to them, it doesn't feel like they're working, they can always reorganize and decide a new path to go. Yes. And and, and that doesn't come without resistance because I know you had resistance in the system, right? What is some of that resistance? Oh, exactly. Well, uh, since um, I'm a physical therapist and I've been in healthcare and I've done some research, I realized that there's a lot of different opportunities out there. So I've tried to research them. Some is trying to go outside of our culture, going to places like India, who has good healthcare, really excellent healthcare. Now, if I would go to India, because I'm a traveler, I love to travel, just got back from Croatia within the last past week, um, that if I would have gone to India, then when I come back, Medicare and private insurance will not touch me. They will not support me because they did not, quote, buy me the kidney. So they don't want to support the health care around the kidney from a different culture, which I understand. Um, and then I've looked into clinical research studies and what would be out there. There's stem cell. As far as I understand, there's um, um, many dialysis transplant units now. So you don't have to go to just a unit that does dialysis and you're hooked up to a machine four hours a day, three times a week to replenish your bread, blood, I'm sorry, blood, and um, get the toxins out. You could have one implanted inside you that helps you to do that process itself. Then there's 3D printing of organs that are out there, and they're doing research with this. However, I have not been able to find a research study that allows me to come in and be part of that. And the reason that I would want to do that is not only to help myself, but to help society. I feel that I'm here to do education, to give people opportunities, to understand that there's more than just one direct way to improve your health and improve your quality of life. Or you could go for kidney transplants and in the Western culture from My appreciation of it so far from my research is the last place that I went to to try to be on the list, they said that if you don't go the typical route of doing dialysis before the transplant, they did not want to offer me a kidney. I think it's because they have a process that they want you to go through and they want you to prove that you will follow through, that you will try to be as healthy as you can in the process in order to get a kidney. And I was willing to do dialysis if I needed to in transition with things or short term. But from my understanding of dialysis is most of the time people are on the list for quite some time. It could be one to four years before they get a kidney. And I am choosing, at least at this point in time, not to be on dialysis initially. So they rejected my request to have a kidney transplant. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just so complicated because, you know, like you just said, you're traveling, you're, you're taking yoga classes still, you're taking Tai Chi mm-hmm. classes still, you're, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, you're living your life, which on one hand, everybody's saying we need to have people who are moving and eating well, and this, and this is the ultimate goal of healthcare. But on the other hand, it's, it's difficult because all the systems are set up for sick care. And unless you're going to decide to be sick, meaning for you in this case, tied to a dialysis center and dialysis machine for maybe up to four years or so before you move on to the next step, 
which wouldn't let you travel to Croatia like you just did, which wouldn't let you go to do how you would like to live your life if this takes a turn for the worse or anything, you know, at, at the percent you're at right now. And, and it seems it's very convoluted because like you said, you understand maybe some restrictions from other countries, but we have technology. We have, we, shouldn't we be closing the gap and start trusting other medicines such as Chinese and Ayurvedic and Indian cultures and, and Brazilian cultures and Latin American cultures? Yes, we have all different standards, but there's also people who are discovering things from all over the world. I mean, we have the blue zones where they are having, you know, being 100 years old is, is pretty common. <laughs> Would you agree? Yes, exactly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So in living your life now, you know, if we were to think back, because, and looking at your book, and so I would, I would think that, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted you on the podcast is, is to really show women and men that are listening, that support those women, that number one, if you're a clinician listening in, you can't prejudge the book by the cover you were sold in the Kool-Aid in school. And the, and the second is as someone maybe suffering from any obstacle, definitely dealing with, with kidney stuff. Um, if you were to talk to yourself from this wisdom now, earlier, let's say, 20 years ago, when you were going through whatever it was you're going through 20 years ago, when you're a younger woman, maybe having young kids, um, dealing with relationship, your career starting, all of this stuff, what do you think the wisdom of the woman you are today could tell that woman of yesterday? Could she say anything? Could, is there anything you think, thinking back now, you probably would have been able to appreciate if only you had that conversation and gave yourself that quiet time? Well, I think everybody sometimes wishes that they could go back and change things to change their future at that point in time. I believe we need to stay present. However, going back, um, what I practice teaching my children is to listen to their intuition. Yes, you have your mind, you have your brain, but always listen to the intuition. And it's hard to teach. Well, let's say it's challenging to teach younger people that when we're younger, we don't have that life experience to go on. We don't have that knowledge base to go on. But if you can appreciate and if you can have faith that everything works out the way that it's supposed to, that it, it it's generally going to turn out positive in your life, no matter what goes on, just believe and have faith that it will, the universe is for you. I think what you're challenged with this when you're younger, because you don't have that experience. So you need people that are surrounding you that are more mature, wiser, older, that has that experience that can sit down and tell you stories, have that experiences to tell you, yes, this can hold true. Listen to your gut, no matter what anyone else says, your gut validates yourself. You don't need anybody else to validate what you need to do. Listen to yourself and then get outside feedback and decide what you're going to do with that. I think for me, a lot of it is I had trouble in the past with trauma, um, sexually, physically, emotionally, in different circumstances. And it really changed my perspective. Another thing is the doctors told me from the time I was 
about 12 that I have a didelphic uterus, which is like a heart-shaped uterus, and that I may not have children. So in my mind, my ego tells me when I listen to my ego is either I'm not good enough or I'm better than it's one. It's like a duality. So when I set the the ego aside and I move into being and listen to my gut, I usually move in the flow and the direction that my life needs to go. However, when I was younger, I would listen to that ego side and what the doctors were telling me and you're going to be sick and you might not have kids. So I didn't treat myself well. And I would say that there were times in my life that I drank heavily because I said, well, if my kidneys aren't functioning well, um, almost like a self-sabotage or punishing myself for having a dis-ease. And now I'm learning to not always listen to the doctors, listen to my guts with the information that the doctors give me. Um, see myself as a, whole, a healthy whole person moving forward to a passionate life that moves in the flow. And I would say since I got the specific diagnoses, that heavy weight of feeling that depression, which most people would say, oh, you're going to be more depressed now because the doctors are telling you you're dying, your end stage of life. No, it's the total opposite. It's more of a freedom base because now I can choose to do what's more in alignment with who my spirit and my being truly is. So it's given me more freedom and released that heavy depression that has stayed with me for years. So, so interesting. And I, and I really do think that, um, you know, I'm just, what I'm hearing is yet again, you know, story is so powerful story, your story, um, acknowledging the influence of your story um, your clinician's story to you, and obviously whatever's coming out of their mouth is about their story, right? How burnt out they are, right. how hopeful they are, what they've seen, what they've allowed themselves to see, um, the same as yours. And and the benefit I'm hearing of, like you were saying, you know, having young people in the circles of, you know, one of the disadvantages of, of all this tech and everybody being able to see the world from their own phone is we're sitting in families where, you know, four people are in a room and everybody's on their own computer or they're not even relating in their little inner circle. Never mind, we're not living in the bigger circle of our grandparents and our aunts and our uncles, and we're not necessarily seeing them be healthy. It doesn't look so positive with the, you know, one, one third of, of, of everyone being diabetic and, and, you know, people having depression, two thirds of women are on, you know, uh, some sort of antidepressant, you know, the things you're talking about are like common for the American woman right now. And, you know, they're probably overprescribed to some extent because of, of, of these things, the lack of circles, the lack of community, the lack of, of seeing a positive outcome. I mean, how beautiful, like you're saying, being able to come together on a regular basis with a couple of generations where there's still some storytelling, not just everybody watching a TV with some other person's interpretation of what goes on. Right? Yes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yes. I'm totally in 
agreement and alignment with that. So, you know, one of the things I, I, and I, and I thank you again for sharing your story so openly, because I think there's people that hopefully are listening who, you know, that would be really, really hard for them. And, and, and you being able to kind of flip that pain and now really feeling that like our, our, our sort of idea here, flipping that pain, making it your passion. I mean, I'm hearing you feel very passionate through what you want to do now and educating and advocating and, um, and yeah, having that permission. How do you think we could, I don't know, is there any way you see yourself in, in what you want to do thinking of ideas? How could we give people permission, give other women permission to, you know, not have to wait for this, you know, disease process or for it to get to the point where, you know, you've lost this and lost that. To some extent, I think there has to be a story you have to live. It's, it's again, you know, the design is not necessarily yours. I feel there's an ultimate design and you sort of play with that. But I also think people get stuck in behaviors out of habit and out of um, lack of community, like we were saying. In those instances, in those pockets, any words of wisdom that you're kind of thinking up or how you're going to approach it? Well, I believe that when we can get together as women and have some sort of support groups and tell our stories, that that is very significant. The other thing that I think is significant as women, when we learn these lessons in life, is to share them with our daughters, with our sons, with the next generation coming up and provide parenting that will support this kind of lifestyle. Because if we just go out, we listen to the media, we listen to news, um, the kids listen to their peers. That's not exactly what they're hearing. They're hearing, you know, listen to the media, listen to the advertisements, listen to the peers at school about what they're wearing, what they're doing. So be, be yourself, be willing to tell your truth, be who you are. And once you can step into that, life will change in a different flow. Hopefully, that will be a positive experience for you. Um, those are some of the things. Personally, um, I am just in the process of starting a blog underneath uh, Creative Life by Design to tell some of my stories and to show some of my opinions of mental health healthcare in general, um, our education system, and hopefully seeing that there is a need for change in a positive direction to support community, just not to um, invest in the American healthcare system the way it is, and pharmaceutical with economic support with that, that there's alternatives for community for a positive direction. And then I'm looking to do some volunteer work since I'm still feeling well and <laughs> with the dis-ease process, um, I'm still doing very well and I'm looking to volunteer. And right now I'm looking into uh, trying to get with the Mental Health Association in the Charlotte area to tell my story because I have been on a psych unit before with severe, severe depression questioning whether or not I wanted to take my life because of life circumstances at the moment. And once I realized you can live in the present moment and you always have your angels, your guides, whatever you want to say around you, God, whatever your language is for that and stay in the present moment 
and realize that I've survived to this point, I can move forward and move in a positive direction. Um, I haven't felt the need to move away from this experience of what we have here on earth. And uh, hopefully I can get that message out to other people that are deciding what are they going to do today? Are they going to stay on this earth or are they going to decide to leave and go into a new realm? Wow, great. And so much wisdom there. I, again, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is it's, it's not always going to be pretty. I mean, no. It's going to feel great. And so what? Nope. So what? Right. right? <laughs> um, and it's never too late. I mean, here you exactly. are sitting at this point on disability at this point and saying, I'm going to still travel where I can. I'm going to write a blog. I'm going to start a blog. You know, so what? I mean, I hear people sometimes I'm doing uh, some mentoring and they're like, oh, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I should have started earlier. Maybe, or maybe you weren't at the point where you'd have motivation, you know, just right. like happens, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to judgment, you know, good, bad. Um, and then a lot of people think they have to just continue to be educated and get more wisdom and they're just not ready yet. But if you're feeling something in your gut that's telling you this is what my passion is going to be, this is what I need to do in this world, you just need to jump. You just need to do it. Yeah. The time is now. Like we need you now. No one's at the end of their life being like, I wish I was a little bit more cautious and did a little less. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know if I don't know if you remember the story that you told me, and I'll let you tell it. Do you remember the last time we got together? You told me about the birth experience, and if you can do that, you can do anything. Do yeah. you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just share uh, that just a little bit? Yeah, I had I had mentioned to Beth that uh, you know one of the things I. I, my first brand out there was the belly guru and that was very successful and that was very niche into the pregnancy year. I firmly believe that needed to start it, start months before you got pregnant and end uh, like a year after you had your baby. And one of the things I would say to women who might've felt a little burnt out or even beyond when they were thinking they were overwhelmed or, you know, working on, on that aspect of recovery was that, you know, what can't you do and explain to them what they did as a baby, you know, coming out of, of a uterus is, is not an easy thing to do. And basically, you're sitting there, that's your whole world. And that's all you know, you know, you know, your moms, you feel her. And this actually works very nicely into uh, a previous episode where I was talking about the mother daughter complex, which is episode 26 and 27. We're recording this right now. And that's just going to be released, but it will be the past. Um, Where I was mentioning, you know, you're in your mom's soup, that's your whole world. And if she's stressed, you might have a stressful world. If If she's calm, you might have a calm world, but it's all you know. And then all of a sudden, it would be as if this world's four walls, the room you're in right now, starts contracting against you and starts closing in on you. And literally the ceiling's coming down and you're being pushed and you're, there's so much pressure and the, the horror of that, really, the trauma of that, the, and you did it. You did it. You made it out. You made it out. And if, and if you were a C-section... You were just sitting there like you'd be sitting in a room right now and somebody's this big giant 
a hole opens up from the ceiling and this big hand comes and pulls you out. I mean, you don't even know, at least when you're going into natural um, delivery and, and, and the baby starts that. Baby signals that in a natural um, relationship that hasn't been manipulated. Um, you, you kind of decide, hey, I got to get out of here. It's time to move on, just like any other transitions will be in your life. There's really, again, that divine design. And so I often would say, you know, what can't you do now? Honestly, like just talking in front of people that might judge you, you just made it out of a, of a very uncomfortable, life-threatening, I mean, you're, you thought you were dying. You already did it. You died from that and were reborn. And luckily, you know, for you, maybe you were in a situation where they, you know, bathed you and wrapped you and put it in someone's arms. But some people didn't come out to that. And they're still here. They're still here. Some people went right into cardiac arrest and they're still here. So I think there's a lot to be thought of. And, and, and thank you, Beth, for bringing that up about like, what can't you do? And what did you already do as this quote unquote helpless little baby? And that's really, you know, I think in yoga, both of us practice, me and Beth and I, um, it's kind of the story, right? Returning home to who you always were. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these, these chats always could go on and on and on and on. And this half hour goes, goes by so fast, but I think I'm going to end it there. Cause that's, that's really a great place. I think that kind of, you know, in what you said and how you're contributing and where you're going and, and, and letting me share that story too, which I, is very gracious of you um, bringing that up. Cause I think other ears, yeah, need to hear that. What can't you do? with how you already started your life at such a vulnerable place, right? You didn't know even who was going to be holding you after. So, um, Beth, how can we get in touch with you? Is the blog up yet? Because if it is by the time that we put this and it's not quite, I will have that in the lips and show notes. So make sure anyone listening in, if you got this from my social media, you should be taken directly to those notes. If you're on iTunes, um, go on to the the show notes and, and take a look at, at that website. Um, but Beth, is there presently a, a way to get in touch with you if they want to talk to you, if they might be really inspired and, or, or have a family member or themselves thinking they might need to rethink how they're dealing with their kidney disease? Oh, exactly. Right now, um, I'm on Facebook, Beth Bedore, B-A-D-O-U-R, and it's under my name. Um, my email address is creativelifebydesign at yahoo.com. And I've just started the um, blog. I will tell you, I'm not very technical. So I think it's with, um, is it Webly, um, W-E-E-B-L-Y, I believe. And I've only done three blogs and I have to actually go back and edit some of them because I'm very naive when it comes to technology, but I am working on that. So if you find me on Facebook or you email me as it becomes um, more public and publicized, it'll be out there. I know the first three have been um, publicized, but I need to go back and do a lot of editing with my words. So just bear with me with that. Which is another wonderful matriarch wisdom nugget. Thank you for sharing that it does not have to be perfect to be a go. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Well, thank you so much for being part of owning her health and demonstrating it so beautifully 
in so many ways that I think women think they have a similar story in any of it, any of the things you talked about, trauma or disease or, you know, um, changes of career or, or roles and things like that. So many people take one of those things and make it a block. And, and I thank you so much for sharing and, and being open enough to be that um, receptive to, you know, being on and, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and explaining how you navigated that because it's such a blessing. Um, and, and I thank you so much for being on. And thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Another episode of Owning Her Health, a wonderful one in the can. Please share this with someone that you think this could inspire. Uh, share it with your, your goddesses in your home and in your family and out in the community. We need, as Beth said, and I agree, we need that peer-to-peer, woman-to-woman support to start up again. And it can't just be about, you know, a Tupperware party or about, we or, you know, sitting there commiserating. We need to start supporting each other, allowing ourselves to see each other in our in each other's eyes, seeing that XX and reflecting off of it and 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 inspiring and celebrating each other and also being there through the other person's pain, not letting them feel ashamed and allowing them to understand your pain as well and just listening, just listening. So thank you so much for listening here in this goddess circle and I will see you next time on owning her health next time. Bye. Thank you for listening into this episode of Owning Her Health with Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. To learn more about her personal and professional development service, visit her online at drlisahollandpt.com. 